captain of Ingog. Akiva's faces his job in GOG with Keeve and Ellie and Zooey. Hey fam, welcome back to New Girl, Old Guy for Season 5, Episode 2, What About Fred? Uh, I'm neither the new girl nor the old guy. My name is Ali Lasher, and I'm joined by the titular old guy, the guy that puts the man in manager, Akiva Winokur. Um, yeah, hey, how are you? Sup, Keeve? Sup. <laughs> um, oh, we have some old business, but I forgot what it is. I thought of it when your computer crashed, and I was like, oh, let me remember to ask about this, and now I forgot. Yeah, people don't know. Um, every week, my computer, which otherwise works perfectly, it's like an, it, I think it's like, like a fancy work computer, crashes and resets in the middle of this podcast using the um, TriCast that we, that, we, that we use. Every week, almost. I get knocked Clearly off. not a sponsor. Not, no, it's the opposite. I'm, I'm mentioning them on purpose, so you can stay away. But I, it, it has never happened with anything other than this TriCast, but it happens almost every week on this podcast. I don't know if it's like, I don't know what about it. Shut, it my computer just shuts down or makes crazy noises or like starts smoking. I'm very frustrated, though. I wanted to talk about something we talked about last week, but Sylvie, uh, just what everybody wants to hear when we start a podcast. Uh, about I thought Wasn't about something and I forgot. New Girl. Trying to think of what we talked about last week. Um, uh, the well, Talmud thing? New Girl Old Testament? Oh, yes! It was the Talmud thing. Uh, Thank you, Kiwi. That's why she keeps me around. Wow. I mean, people really took to that. I think like three people said they would listen. Yeah. But my mom was very concerned I had offended you. I tweeted no. about this. but I, t- I thought it was so funny. I told my mom about it. Uh, and she was like, did you offend him? And I think... We're, we were talking a little bit about Jewish matchmaker before we came on. And I've said this to you many times. Like, people think, you know, a Moho like yourself would be, like, the most judgmental person. Like, how could you live such a pious life, such an observant life, and not judge just everybody around you? And I find you and the matchmaker and Jewish matchmaking to be the least judgmental people of people's Judaism. You're quite judgmental about people's bodies, as we learned two episodes oh and other gosh. things. But, but like, in terms of, like, you know, but I want to make sure I wasn't offended because I immediately messaged you. I was like, did I offend you? Or And you were like, no, I'm cool. But, like, would I offend a less cool Molo? I don't think so. I don't think uh, – listen, I, I think we're so in the weeds that I – you know what I mean? It, it Like, we wouldn't be – we wouldn't be offended on this stuff because – we live it so much like day to day that it, I don't know. We've seen we it live it? I don't think we live it. I'm saying the like, Moho community. Think, oh, I got it. Like, but I'm not a member of the Moho community. So this isn't like we can laugh about Jews generally. This is like now. But I also wasn't kidding. I think that my, like, I would 100% if you wanted to turn this into like some Jewish learning podcast that you were interested in like doing that, I would, I would 100% do it. So I wasn't like making fun of the idea. Sure. No, I but think. But my mom uh... was very familiar with your practice. She was like, I know about that. You do it for eight years or whatever. I'm like, okay, mom, it wasn't that like serious. And what do that's we do for eight she years? I don't know. How long do you do the Oh, the Dafyomi? Yeah, seven and a half years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So she, right. So that's... <laughs> she knew about it? She, does she do Dafyomi? 
The, the, she doesn't do it, but she's apparently very respectful of your practice. She knew it. You know they, like, fill up uh, Giant Stadium to do, like, the party after. You tell me that every year. I, every year? Well, every seven and a half years I tell you that. No, no. Every year that some people are – do they – oh, is it everyone's done the same schedule? Yes. Everyone does the same oh, page okay, every day. okay, okay. Once a year you do mention it to me. I'll say that. All right. Giant uh, do you do you are you a big are you a big calendar person like a reminder person like Chester whose whole life is if it's not in his calendar it's not happening. Do you think I'm a big calendar person? No, but set a reminder for May fifteenth. Oh, it's your one month birthday. Set a reminder for May fifteenth, <laughs> um, twenty twenty four. I know that seems like the future. Oh my god, it's already next year. Yeah. So set a reminder May May fifteenth, twenty twenty four, and and the reminder is has Akiva mentioned. Oh, I thought you meant that. The Daffy party. <laughs> the Daffy party in the last I'll 12 months. I'll just flag it every time. You will. You always mention it, and you always uh, say I about Giant it. Stadium. And we're, we're, I think we're exactly like halfway done right now. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I mean, to go back to the calendar thing that didn't matter, I am not a big calendar person. My mom is. And I actually, I saw the cutest thing yesterday. I saw my mom's calendar because I saw my mom for Mother's Day. And... Like, there's a section where she has a show we're seeing written in it. And above the show, it says, I have the tickets. It's a reminder to bring the tickets. Like, so specific. Like, you know, most people would write, like, bring tickets or tickets. She mm-hmm. was like, I have the tickets. That is funny. Uh, Who has um, ticket like, hard tickets nowadays also? I don't even want to discuss it. My mom Environment haters. hard tickets to the point where she made me go to – we went to see Parade with two of her friends. And she made me go to the box office before the show – to get the printed tickets to then bring it to her. And then she said, the guy at the box office was like, okay, but just FYI, your electronic tickets no longer work. And I was like, don't worry, she won't be trying to use them. Right, I feel, I do feel bad for the switch to, A, it was cool that like, I had all my old stubs for when I was a kid for many years. Well, that's my mom has a ticket jar from her and my dad. Very cool. Um, uh, You know, honestly, some of them would be, some of my old stubs would be worth money. Probably the Monday Night Miracle would be worth a little bit. Nothing crazy, but like, the NCAA tournament from 1990, whatever that I went to, like early 90s, like they'd be worth a little bit, maybe. Um, What's and, a little but, bit? Like 20 bucks? Yeah, like 20 bucks. But but okay. it's the memories, you know. I would remember every game. I wrote, you know, I wrote down every Jet game I went to with stats. Um, I had, didn't update like the last few I went to, but like the first, I think I've been to about 100 Jet games. The first like 95, um, I had, you know, what's my record? Everyone who scored a touchdown. I had, like, touchdown standings, like, who I'd seen score the most touchdowns. I started this when I was uh, seven years old, um, like, on uh, Camp Morasha Stationery when I was seven. And I still have I still, ha- I still have it. Uh, over That's very cute. Later. But I haven't updated. I, I actually may have forgotten which games I went to in, like, the last five years or something. But anyway, um, the tick- but I feel bad for people like my grandfather who doesn't really have a smartphone. You know, if you wanted to go to a game, like, you know, you know, I, I don't, like, what do you even do? I agree. Like, I actually prefer a paper ticket as much. I made fun of my mom because I don't think it's worth going to the box office twice to get right. the ticket. Like, I'm fine if by force, but I do prefer having a physical ticket. I'm also okay with a printout. Like, I am somebody who will print my tickets that are mailed to me, emailed to me. But, like, my mom isn't okay with that either. Like, she wants the actual ticket. The thing about the ticket jar, it was nice. You could go to it and, like, pull one out and be like, oh, we went to this. But tickets don't last. Like, 
five to 15 years later, you can't read the tickets anymore of the movie. Like they put in movie tickets, theater tickets, like those fade. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're probably a little cheaper than like a fancy, um, you know, football. Like a sports ticket. ticket. Yeah. 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 Um, but I, uh, I've, I've been ever since the pandemic in the pandemic, I got like a wipe off, like a dry erase one month calendar on my fridge just because I was losing track of the days. Like when I was like truly, truly in isolation and that has revolutionized my life because I was really guilty of double booking, double booking a podcast with a dinner. Oh shoot. I've got to change last minute, but I'm only one month at a time. Anything else gets put on like the shopping list that came with it. And I have like dates in like May, June, July, August, whatever. But then mm -hmm. every month I have like a dump and I make one month at a time. Like I put everything on. Okay. I don't have a calendar. I have a I very have a juvenile system. I have a work calendar, but I don't have, I don't really have a, um, a personal calendar. Well, you don't really do things. But even my wife also doesn't, doesn't keep a calendar and she, you know, is running to and from all day. I mean, that's amazing because it's just in her head. I don't know how you keep that in your head with the schedule of five kids soon to no, be, I guess she doesn't, I'm not here. I have no idea, but which is not, you know, that everything your youngest there. probably doesn't have a schedule yet. So really four kids. Um, yes. That, Does he no, have obligations? Doc doctor's appointments if you're little. Oh yeah. Um, okay. But you're right. Generally he doesn't have like parent teacher conferences or anything like that. Well, that's even if, if anybody wasn't impressed with Mary before, get on board because that's amazing i still and i'm sure she's not she doesn't make a habit of missing things or double like i no, couldn't rarely, handle when no, it was in my head i rarely. believe that she's uh got expertise even my there. appointments like i'll um you know i'll say like hey when did you make that doctor for or she'll maybe she'll write to one because like sometimes especially in socialized medicine you'll get an appointment like you know oh the next time this doctor could see you is in five months and yeah, I mean, remember it. socialized medicine, emotionalized medicine, like, I couldn't get an appointment for this, like, major, major dental thing I have to have done until middle of August. <laughs> so. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know. I don't know if she remembers it, but she does. All right, well, what about Fred, Keeve? Uh, originally aired January 12th, 2016, creeping into the present day, although, 20, I just feel like it's 2018. And this was two years ago. Can this I, was quite a long time ago. Can I, before we talk about the show, can I, just because I was, I, I had Twitter up this second. Okay, but you don't have to justify taking us off course, do please. You, do you get a lot of Taylor Swift content on your, on your Twitter feed? Are Against my will, yes. following on Twitter right now, mostly? I'm sorry, say that again? Are you in the for you or the following? Well, here's my issue. I refuse to download the updated app. Mm -hmm. So on my computer... I get the for you and the following, the rare occasion, like I put up Twitter on my computer, but on my phone, it's just a mix. Like I assume it's the free. Do anyone you're following show up in for you? Yes. So yeah, I assume like I only have one feed and it's, I didn't even know that there was a change. Like when Twitter makes an update, I don't have my apps auto update. So like I'm, I never know what's going on. And I'm like, why does Twitter, it really happened with Carson. I was like, why does Twitter think I'm following Carson? And then I noticed some other people, and then I think Dr. Amanda explained it to me, or somebody explained to me that there's, like, a new feature. Yeah, so can I, can I complain a little bit about Taylor Swift? Oh, I'd be happy for you to. So, yeah, so I get a lot of Taylor Swift content. I don't know why, but I get a lot of it in my For You page. And I like Taylor Swift. I certainly have no problem with her. I listen to her music. 
Uh, when the albums come out, I don't. I, not like I was gonna say what. Like I listen to each album when it comes out, you know, once or or maybe more than once if I really like it. Um, but not really after that. Um, but she like called out like uh someone like a security guard for bothering people, and it was like I saw like hundreds of tweets about this thing that I don't know if you're a big concert person, but this happens at every major concert, like every, you know, a every security Jam, thing. Yeah, every Pearl Jam concert I've been to, Eddie Vedder talks to the security guards ten times. Like, it's a very basic thing. I, I don't know. People are making it. I'm caught between that and, like, that she's dating the guy from the 1975 who's, like, is he problematic? Is he an artist, like, riling people up? Is he right. racist? Like, I'm like, yeah. I don't care about this guy. I was sort of accidentally on his tick, like, his, he was on my timeline when he was, like, kissing people from the audience. And now, like, I was like, okay, I'll probably never see him again. And then now mm-hmm. he's dating Taylor Swift. I'm like, Yeah, I really I'm liked exhausted. his most recent album. I didn't know anything. You and everybody about him else. Yeah. I, I didn't know anything about him pre, like personally, pre Taylor Swift. I didn't know what country it was from. Uh, yeah. On May 8th, Matt Lagory tweeted, How do I get off Swift Talk? And I was like, If you figure it out, let me know. Well, I'm not on Talk anything because I'm not on TikTok. This is just. Same uh, thing. He tweeted this. Twitter, I think it should be called. Swifter. Anyway. Um, Twitter. So. And then, like, Queen, Queen. I, I don't know why we're talking about Taylor Swift here. But, like, I saw some of these, like, because people post this stuff, she's almost never singing. Like, it's just a backing track. I think that's a bad take. I mean, it's, like, at least half time. First of all, I don't think you can. I don't think you could sing, like, 45 songs a night. You just lose your voice immediately. Like, it wouldn't – it's not realistic. I'm not – it's not even a complaint. Again, I like this person. I like Taylor Swift. I have no problem with her. But uh, I don't know. Eddie Vedder would never uh, – Goose would never. Goose would never. They would never yeah, I mean, I think things. Taylor Swift doesn't sing live sufficiently is a bad take. Should we? Should we? She's listen? like definitely one of the people known for like, her actual talent. No, there's talent. people like Pink that don't even pretend. Like Pink doesn't even have a mic. Um, and let's listen. Should we listen to a Taylor Swift song and see like a random one? No, we can't pay, afford that. I know what you're saying because I watched that clip where she yells at the security person and like, but she's singing and then it's like. Bad blood, whatever. <laughs> that was so dumb. No, I, like, but I watched a few other ones. It, it feels like, anyway, I don't know why we're talking about Taylor Swift, but those Well, because you wanted to complain. It's an airing of grievances. And also, then people were like, I saw this thing on Twitter that people were like, you know, cause did you see there was thousands of people outside her concert um, sort of listening from outside? Did you see that video? I didn't, but you, I've thought of that before because, like, I've, they do these. Co- Go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. They do these concerts in Central Park, and like they're not like super expensive. Like I went last year, actually, with Jacob Jones and Missy, two legends of the game, and uh, we went to see uh, Trombone Shorty, and then there were some other like mm-hmm. New Orleans artists, like um, Tank at the Bang has performed, and Big Frida did a song. Anyway, um, it's basically like a fenced-in like lawn environment with some bleachers that you could pay for, but like otherwise, it's like a small like lawn, and Otherwise, you're in Central Park, and you could just very easily get a blanket and sit next to the venue and not deal with other people and listen to music. Yeah, I fully support this. I mean, I've heard people this week that, you know, hey, I've got tickets to Taylor Swift. You could resell them in theory for like four or $5,000 each. Um, so, like, I totally support, uh, you know, it's very expensive to go doing that, um, going outside and, and uh, you know, uh, just hearing the concert from, out, from, from outside. But... 
Hmm. Now I'm blanking on, on. I had a point, and now I'm blanking on it, though. Well, was it about when you should resell your resell your tickets? No, well, that's a whole other story. That's a whole other story. Um, I don't know. I don't remember what my I had a I had a swift take that would have would have changed the face of this world, but now I forgot it. All right. Well, why you think about that? I mean, should we change? We're always evolving here. Should we change the digest where Kiwi's digest is just whatever you want to talk about? And if it happens to be a summary of the episode, great. And otherwise, if it's a gripe about well, Taylor when Swift, would it fun. be under that? Like, when would it be just, oh, let's talk about a summary of the episode? I feel like. Well, if you don't have it, you don't always have something to gripe about. And then you're like, well, I'll give you a summary of the episode. But if you want to seed your time and gripe He's about Taylor gripes. Swift. Do we have like a, a name for that segment? I mean, that's the digest. This is you. You, you looked at the landscape today and that's your digest. Mm hmm. Uh, no, I, I'd like to do uh, Kiwi's Digest still for What About Fred. Okay, well, let's do it. Oh, but I will be honest. I didn't think this is a good episode at all. Yeah, I think we're coming off of, like, two back-to-back, -back, like, quote-unquote important episodes. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as I named the episode, I was like, oh, I know what this episode's about. Definite nosedive in terms of, like... You know, I always think of how, how you think of it, of like, did this advance the plot or was this just like insert storyline here? This didn't really advance the plot at all. Yeah. And I, I mean, what are you like? One of the main things in the episode is that this guy who you know, just might date is really boring. But it's like not interesting to see him be boring, if that makes any sense. No, and what do you feel about Taryn Killam? Because I was trying to give you uh, an opportunity to guess who would be playing Fred by uh, trying to get you to have an SNL connection. In fairness, Allie kind of hasn't been around in a while, so I feel like she wasn't top of mind for you. But Matt Stewart wants to know if there's any, uh, you know, Taryn Killam reference I could have given you that would have been a better clue. I, I, I'm i not sure. I'm not a huge uh Taron Killam guy. Oh, he's married to Kobe Smulders. I didn't know. You that. didn't know that? No. Famous Lash Theory. One of the one of the key examples in the books, in the textbooks. Well, you don't think he's good looking, Taron Killam? Next to, it's not a matter of who's good looking, uh, period. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't love him. I, I don't find him really funny. And he's kind of, I think he's extremely good at what he does, but I'm not a fan of what he does. Mm -hmm. It's not for me. Um, and so, like, but personality can't even really come into it. But, like, Colby Smothers is a dime, and he's just some dude. It's giving mm -hmm. Colin Jost and, you know, uh, what's her name? Scarlett Johansson. Like, he's fine, maybe, but, like, mm -hmm. not when he's standing next to Scarlett Johansson. Right. Colin Jost isn't bad looking. I just said he's fine, but yeah, not but when he's standing next to Scarlett like Johansson. much better looking than Scarlett Johansson? Right, well, Lash Theory, unless she wants to take it to Europe. Take it to Europe. Well, as um, opposed to, like, Ryan Reynolds is probably more in the conversation with Blake Lively, like, than Colin Jost. Colin Jost is just, like, some dude. He's not, like, movie star good looks. Mm -hmm. So she could be with somebody that, like, is in the next tier. But I respect that she likes a funny guy. Yeah. Funny, funny adjacent. In the ballpark of... Uh, I'm funnier than Colin Jost. 
you should, you <laughs> I'm going to delete that. That was update. mostly a joke. No, no, no. You should get a weekend update. I, I agree. <laughs> no, I don't want to get tricked into saying, like, racist things. That's, like, their bit. Is like... Although, I guess they didn't do it this year, right? Because the writer's strike. I think that's the end of the year, and they missed it, right? Weekend update isn't just annually, is it? No, I think the last um, the last episode of the season is when they when he gets tricked into saying racist stuff. I oh, <laughs> okay. I really only know that from TikTok. And anyway, uh, what about Fred? Uh, Jess is dating Taryn Killam, like you said, but uh, he, she is much more into Taryn Killam's parents, including the Fonz, Henry Winkler. Of course, we love Henry Winkler. Um, you know, we, Rob and I talked about, um, people with hundred percent approval rating a few months ago, Henry Winkler, hundred percent approval rating. Everyone has great stories about him. Everyone has good things to say. Um, great member of our team. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And I, I do, what do you know about Julie Hagerty? His, uh, his wife. And All right. Show. Are we doing a digest or are you doing a podcast underneath the digest? Cause we have a lot and of then, questions uh, about this. Meanwhile, uh, the bar, the ownership of the bar is a big thing. Nick is the boss now at the bar and he's bossing people around and, and there, there are strict rules with Nick being the boss, you know, rub a lot of people the wrong way, including CC. Your mother. Your mother. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so did you remember this part owner of the bar story? Pro Producer Kelly reminds us. Didn't we learn last season Schmidt and Nick were buying 10% of the bar yes, from Mike? 10%. 10%. How, how does that make them bosses? I guess Mike was the bar manager. Not sure that's how ownership works. No, in the beginning of this episode, they like, remember there's a guy who's like a courier and they're like, uh, oh, thank you so much. You won't regret this. He's like, I'm just uh, like a notary. Um, right. They buy the rest of the bar, I guess. They went from 10% to 100% somehow. Is that how we're supposed to understand that? Like, I, I agree with Kelly. So I agree with you that that's, like, what we're supposed to understand is that whatever ownership percentage they have is essentially, you know, effectively full ownership. And maybe they're paying somebody, like, yeah. but there's a silent partner. Maybe there's a silent partner, yeah. What we've seen, which is what I agree with Kelly, what I remembered, is, like, they're only buying 10% and they really had to scrounge together cash to get yeah. that. It's like mm -hmm. swoop money and whatever else. So like. They freed up some I, assets. Yeah. I don't believe they fully bought the bar, but they're acting like it. So maybe it's a, it doesn't matter. A swoop point. Yeah. No, I, I really liked that I said swoop point. I'm just like, Ali from during the podcast. Yeah. I don't have to interrupt to chuckle at my own joke. Come on. That was good. Occasionally, Akiva, when you don't react to something I say, I'll add Ali from the editing room that I'm enjoying my own jokes. <laughs> I don't want to have to edit this one. Do I have to edit that I said I'm funnier than Colin Jones? No, no, no. No, no. Because no. <laughs> I'm sure everyone who's listening agrees. It's a joke. Um, do you think this is sort of unrelated? Do you think you could, like, you've said this to me before when you, like, maybe Renap was doing a roast or something. Like, I don't think, although while I have written funny jokes in like a sorority roast context or whatever, nothing real. I find it much easier to be funny off the cuff than like writing. Whereas Colin Joe strikes me as someone who's probably less funny around the around, but is a funny allegedly writer. I say allegedly because right. I don't watch SNL. Obviously, he's a talented comedy writer. I'm just being silly. No, I like writing roast jokes and stuff like that. Really? But you're funny all the time. You you don't feel like it's a different skill. 
it might be a different skill, but I also like, I don't know, I've done a lot of writing in my life, so. That's true, you're a writer by trade. Although I'm retired. At this point, I'm fully retired from writing. Well, you're just not doing it now. I feel like you're yeah, not fully true. retired. Yeah, that's true. Listen, I'm sure things will get bleak <laughs> and I'll have to do it again soon. But Didn't you recently it. write something about the of the World Cup? Oh, that was, I mean, the World Cup was like six months ago, yeah. Oh, okay. So that so it's a recent retirement. Yeah, it's a recent retirement, and it'll probably be a very soon uh, unretirement. Okay. What about Rob and Akiva are writers, and then you have to write for them? Well, I do like to rank the top five hundred. I only like to write insane things, so I like I want to write you know rank the top five hundred players in the NFL like I did last year. So that I'll probably do again this summer. Okay. Um. Yeah, this, this whole thing, right? The the part that worked the best for me about the bar storyline is like mm-hmm. the little gags between like Schmidt and Cece, where like yeah. Cece's like, I'm sorry, babe, gotta keep it separate. And she like stages the march out and he's like, I'm just so proud of her. But like, this is bad. Like, I, I that gag kind of worked for me. Yeah, there was individual moments uh, that were funny, but the nothing, anything plot related was nothing. Oh, the one thing I really wanted to talk about is, and I feel like we have discussed Birdman. Would there have been any other reason we'd discussed Birdman already? The movie? No, I don't think so because it came out before or the just podcast. just you and started. I in our lives? I don't think you, the two of us have at length discussed the movie Birdman. Are That's you a fan of Birdman? It. It's fine. I don't I don't know if I'd rewatch it, but uh, it's fine. At the risk of being a cinematic boob, which is fine if that's what I am, mm-hmm. that's a decent Twitter bio. I found Birdman. I saw it in theaters. I was probably in high school when did Bird came out. Man, come no, out because I was no, definitely no, home no, when I watched oh it. My gosh, I hated it. I found it to be one of the Were worst you in high movies school nine I've years ever ago? seen. No, no, I was in college. I must have just been like home for break or something. Barely in college. What year was it? Twenty fourteen. Oh no! I just graduated. Yeah. So I was back home. I found it How to be horrible. How young do you think you are? I don't. I thought Birdman came out much longer ago. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. I'm it also connected to locations. I know I saw it at the former what was the Rialto in Westfield, New Jersey. So it was like, when would I have been home? Okay, was I in high school or was it after? That's. It wasn't about how long ago it feels. It was about where I was. Fair enough. Anyway, I found it to be garbage, and I really did connect with Schmidt when Schmidt references uh, the Birdman. Yeah, listen, this is the this is the peril of of these references is they could be very old now. Nobody's talking about Birdman anymore. No, but I am. I'm ta- I'm trying to talk about Birdman, but my co-host won't allow it. <laughs> I'm I'm happy. I don't remember How much about the movie. You, we, you want to put it in the jar? We'll put it in the jar. We'll watch. No, it I'm not watching it again. You're not watching it again. I have over nearly 10 years of hating Birdman. January 12th, 2016. Do you know why January 12th is a special day? Is it your son's birthday? It's no. nobody's birthday. It's, it's the anniversary. It's your of... sister's wedding anniversary. No, I wouldn't would not know that day if you paid me. It was I probably close to then. It was in January. Ah, it? that's true. You might remember. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know the exact date. I know it was before the Olympics. That's all I remember. Um, so what, why is it a special day? It was Jets won the Super Bowl, January 12th, 1969. Um, Laura Royden has been writing to me about listening to NGOG, which is absolutely killing me. Mm-hmm. And Saturday, yeah, Saturday, uh, 10, 17 PM, I get episode 60 update. 
Akiba inviting you to his sister's wedding on a Tuesday night and then saying it would be crazy if you brought a gift is absolutely sending me. So thank you, Laura. I cracked up at that. So it's you know roughly a year You know Alex brought a check. Did we talk about this? And that's inappropriate? No, but I didn't. Um, he came for like 20 minutes. I did not give it to my sister. I ripped it up. I made an executive decision. Are you being serious? Yeah, I'll tell you why. He first of all he came for a very short amount of time. He brought his son on the way to a Nick game or some other. Who cares? Game. Because I like made him come. He didn't. You know what I mean? Like, I said, "Hey, come." It what you know what I mean? My sister didn't know he was there, and then he said Jen was annoyed that he was like bringing a check because like he's not. He was just stopping by the wedding to say hello. Okay, well, pause right there. Alex loses me by telling you that his wife's annoyed that you're bringing the check. Well, that's putting no. you in a position where you have to. Well, that's how rip we it listen. Up. That's what we do. You know, we, it would it would be weird if he didn't say that. What are you talking about? People give gifts all the time and don't talk about anything in the background. No, I think it made sense, and um, no, I I just feel bad Did because Alex I didn't you want people. Yeah, I, I think I'm sure he doesn't remember it unless he's listening to this now. But like, yeah, I, I mean, I know he probably realizes I didn't deposit it. I don't know. Or I need like deposit. a yogurt or something. I'm getting a, a mobile. Oh, you, I was going to I was I wondered, I was wondering if I had the vamp. A yogurt is probably a good podcasting food. If I didn't say anything, no one would have known. It's kind of are a we doing that bracket? Food. What best the yogurt bracket? <laughs> no, can you imagine a worse idea? Just, no, I That's can't. so gross. Disgusting. I love yogurt, but that is disgusting. Just I don't want to eat yogurt with all those mo'os. Repulsive. <laughs> Around Alex's table, like sweaty in the summer, just all of us eating yogurt. <laughs> no, it would be hard. <laughs> and then who's scooping the yogurt into little cups? It's so gross. Tony. <laughs> That really got me. No, the best food steed on a podcast, which is gross in itself, but less gross than the idea of a yogurt tournament. I do like this because it's like a little bit of everything. Can we have drinks in there? <laughs> no, because what drink is more or less a bad de- drink on a podcast? What about like, slur- like, like Slurpees, milkshakes? You know, they could be loud. Yeah, but they still go through straws. <sighs> yeah, but the Actually, I have the answer. Especially at the end. Think about how loud mm. a straw gets at the end. I actually found out the answer on last week's Challenger Hop Up because I was drinking a Starbucks refresher that has, like, fruit that goes to the bottom. Yeah. And I just, like, couldn't help myself. I really wanted the fruit, but I was, like, trying to get it through, like, a little hole. It was, like, disgusting. I had to cop to it, and I was like, I'm really sorry. But then I couldn't stop. It was bad. Mm. <laughs> so I think that's the answer. Anything that has, like, solids, like boba or something that would be at the bottom. Yes. I No, I would love... Uh... I think we should do that. Worst food center in Chester would love. Should should that be the finale of NGOG? I don't think it's. A, I think it's more of a Thirty Two Fans idea, to be honest. It's the most NGOG idea of all time. I guess that's true. So the last, so the last episode is just us with a bracket of a bracket of of food. I like it. No, okay, we're I'm in. I'm in. And here's the tie-in. We pull them, the bracket gets assigned, like the, the seeds get decided, Bob pulls them all out of a jar. Like we have the ideas, but the matchups are in the jar. Yeah. Who's eating? Just me and you? or, or, or We or both have like... to eat. No, we decide. So nobody else is even there? Is it a live no. show? It's no. Just, it's just recorded in person. 
It's just us eating on the podcast, discussing it. We, I mean, what if there's a tie? Who breaks the tie? I mean, here's the reality. We, we don't really person. have to eat. We don't have to eat. We've all, we've eaten. No, I think you have to eat. I think you have to like remind people what it sounds like to eat yogurt. Then do we need do we need to do a podcast where we discuss and then we listen back and we hear what it sounds like? Ah, that's true. Maybe we're just eating. Yeah, maybe the first podcast is just us <laughs> eating the foods, and the second podcast is like, ooh, I don't want to hear that again. <laughs> Play. Sometimes I think to myself. Like, sometimes I get a t- – not offended. Offended is the wrong word, but sometimes I get a little, like, eh. When we are the key example other podcasters use as a justification that you could do a podcast without actually talking about the subject of the podcast. And then we're 32 minutes in talking about food and <laughs> what we could do. And I'm like, you know what? We deserve it. Um, no, I think uh, this we're, we're, there's nothing to talk about with this episode. Nothing we're a podcaster's there. podcast. Yeah, we're to, you know, teach other people what the podcast's about. We, we've got ideas in here for other people to, you know, do podcasts about. Well, you should change your their... podcast bio to your favorite, your your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. It might, that was my bio for years. I know, but you should go back to it. Oh, pod, it, I just did podcaster's podcaster most of the time, but I, I, I wouldn't do your favorite. I think that's too arrogant for me. Well, no, Sasha Colby, who... Uh, I won't spoil anything, was a contestant on last season of RuPaul's Drag Race. And her, like, little tagline was, like, I'm your favorite drag queen's favorite drag queen. Love it. Okay. And it is true. Every drag queen was, like, I'm rooting for Sasha Colby. Sasha Colby's amazing. She's been around forever. She's incredible. And that's you. But nobody says that or knows who I am. I'm saying it. You call me nobody as I eat my yogurt on this podcast? And you now, think I'm now I got spoiled. I went to Sasha Colby's Twitter, and now I know how they did in the in in uh, uh, R D R. No it, one authorized you R-P-D-R? to use during this podcast. What's the acronym of RuPaul Drag Race? R P D R. R P D R. Okay. Okay. Um, what do you think? I am very excited for the. I am very excited oh. for the the eating finale. I do think we need a third person, probably, just to break. The no, ties. no, I'm not letting you renap this up. Like renap this rena- up everywhere. I, I didn't invent not having ties. Ties are absurd. First we of all, have I'm to, to like, thirty two fans it up. It has to be like, are you willing to? Are you willing to like stake your reputation on this? Like, are you willing to go to bat for this? And if you are, and you could convince me, I'll stand down, and vice versa. Like, that's an interesting podcast. You have two but people, why w- no ties. So I'm trying to, like, All decisions, baby. I'm trying to out-stubborn Allie Lasher. Like, that, that. this is my game mm-hmm. plan. Listen listen to the content I provide to your uh, patrons about Seinfeld. Like, I'll stand out. If someone, if you care about it, I'll stand down. But, like, I agree with you then. Mm-hmm. And maybe we won't reach a decision. I, Honestly, you know, I wish I had better like documentation because we could just do based on things I've eaten on this show and listen to the clips. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes Alex, uh, Alex and I do podcasts like brackets where if we can't pick, uh, you've been on them where we do this, then they both yeah, win, what, right? Yeah, well, that's what happened in the I must said the this is the sex tape bracket. That's incorrect. The sexiest man alive bracket. Yeah, we definitely did not. I mean, maybe <laughs> you guys did that on the Patreon and I, didn't, I wasn't around, but I don't I don't remember hearing about it. No. Um, but, uh, what did you think of the napkin bit? Because I do think that's one of the things that like 
sticks from this episode is like that Schmidt's quote of like, if you ask somebody if they if somebody has her napkin, you say, Are you sure? Nine times out of ten, they'll just like give it up. And what was the idea there to save money? Yeah, like you give someone one napkin per drink, and if they ask for more napkins, you say, "Are you sure?" I I sometimes get uh, wings from this place, and I'll always ask for more sauces. And one time the owner was there. I didn't know who the owner was. He's usually not there, but he was there, and he like made a face, like "Don't give him more sauces." And it's like, "Well, you don't know. I'm like one of your best customers. You're just never here. <laughs> like I'm here constantly." And second of all. Don't cheat me out over one sauce. And now I see on the menu they have like sauce rules. I don't. I guess people took advantage of their, you know, like sauce friendliness. But don't do that. Like don't don't. Uh, what do you do think that. is the appropriate cost for extra sauce? I'm willing to pay it. Let's say, you know, a shekel there is like a quarter. So I think a shekel of sauce, something like that, is just to, even if you're not even if you're losing a little money on the sauce, still like. Just a deterrent, like because a lot of people are cheap. Like oh, I'm not paying, you know, the two check or whatever. I'm happy to pay it. It's not that I want it for free. It's that there is no alternative. You know what I mean? I mean, Akiva, no you're looking at you're looking at a dollar to two twenty five for an extra side of sauce in New York right now. An extra cup of sauce. Yeah, and like cup. Are we talking about the same container, like. Well, you'd put like to go soy sauce in, or yes. like yeah. like a little plastic, like yeah. not a cup. No one would call it a cup. It's like not a cup. It, it probably in... five yeah. tablespoons. Yeah, same thing. I, I'm looking at a dollar twenty-five to two twenty-five. I would pay a dollar. I don't know if I pay two twenty-five, but I pay a dollar, you know, each for a couple sauces. But I'm going don't right sell now wings to a then. restaurant. Don't sell if you're not getting don't any sell, sauces. Don't, don't sell wings. Get out of the business. You can't get out of the wing business. Get out of the business. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Get out of the wing business. Well, the same could be, be said to you. Get out, of should... the, get out of the eating game. I'm willing to pay. What do they want? I just want sauces. Wait, what are the rules? The rules are like eat, you can't even pay for sauce? Basically. I mean, I've never I, I've never asked because I usually just get it. We also have a, a sauce fetishist in this house, a sauce freak. Um, that is uh, the you baby calling shy. your kids a fetishist? He, he's one year old. I don't I love call calling sauce. your baby a fetishist, but he's okay. He's a sauce king. Going. Um, so cute. He only wants sauces. He doesn't want the things that go with the sauces. He just is he licking one. it off? Like, what do you mean? He found like a, a bottle of mustard that, like, after <laughs> we went shopping, the, like closed bottle of mustard that he couldn't open, and was like, it was the happiest I've ever seen somebody. He thought he would like get into the mustard. Like, all sauces, <laughs> he is obsessed with. He could we could give him like, like we we have artichokes and we have this special artichoke sauce that my my I'm sure other people have it too, but it's just lemon juice and mayo and. And he doesn't eat the artichokes because he's a baby. How would he? How would he like scrape artichoke with his two teeth? Um, but he just like dips his hand in the sauce. Same thing with hummus. Like you give him hummus and bread, and he will throw the bread on the floor and just like stick stick his whole face in the hummus. Not you casually telling me a story about your ba baby eating straight mayo. I, I didn't need that today. I was having a decent day. <laughs> That's all. He and just wants now sauces. I'm disgusted. Fr fries and ketchup, but only eats the ketchup. Like, he just wants the sauce. I mean, I'm concerned about his sodium intake, but otherwise it's adorable. Well, here's I mean, crazy. it's baby food, right? It's like the same consistency as, like, baby food. Yeah, but he doesn't eat baby food. <laughs> he, doesn't, you know, he is. He's eating baby food in the form of condiments. I guess. But here's what's weird. Because I, I don't think this is a that common thing That whole thing, thing at is all. weird. FYI. Yeah, but here's what's even weirder. Because I don't think it's a common thing. Adira 
used to drink garlic mayo with a straw. We would catch her doing that. I don't, we, again, I need to hear this. When she was two, I mean, now she's like a, you know, 14-year-old woman. She doesn't do this anymore. But when she was two, we would like order garlic mayo, which is, I guess, very popular here. I don't think, I don't think it's as popular in America. But in kosher restaurants, it's a pretty popular dip, like the dip. And she, we would catch her like drinking it with a straw. So, I guess to the listeners, I do not want to be added or see in the WhatsApp chat you correcting Akiva about the popularity of garlic mayo in your respective countries. You, I'm okay, not interested. Do you have any experience with garlic mayo? Akiva, I'm not even interested. I'm just. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying I don't want to hear. I, no I don't want to be included. I've, I don't hear. I don't reach see out to Akiva in... in the other channels. I think it's uh, my friend used to say that when she was like two years old, she would like take a stick of butter and go in the closet and eat it. Like kids do weird crap. Yeah, for sure. They don't know what's Hot take. acceptable. So if they like something, they're cool doing it. <laughs> is that the only thing stopping you from eating a stick of butter? That Social, it's not yeah, I don't acceptable? want people to find out. You know, <laughs> someone else will go on a podcast and be like, you know, Akiva was uh, a stick. Of, I don't even like butter, but sure. Here's something uh, that stuck with me that I, like, had to get through, and I, I don't even know why I bring it up, but, like, when Nick fires Javier, uh, Javier says, you've changed, that's some Jeffrey Tambor stuff or shit or whatever he says. What was the Now, joke? that's what I'm asking. Oh, I think I've, I got it. Well, I have two possibilities. Yeah. The first is Transparent has just come out, and mm-hmm. it's, like, a shitty adjacent like joke about transitioning via the straight male cis actor who plays yeah. a transgender woman on Transparent. I think that's what it is. So the other thing, I so I was getting too de- deep in the weeds because Jeffrey Tambor is to me more famous for being fired from that show for like sexual harassment. But had that happened or, already? Like, no, it had not yet happened. So part uh. of me was like. Is this like an industry? Like, no, is it a dig at Jeffrey Tambor? Like, it's like known in the industry that he's a shithead and somebody put that in. And I was like, oh no, it's just like a lazy transitioning joke. Yes. Lazy isn't even the right word, but like, I was, I thought it was like a real dig at him and him like being a dick. And it's just like, oh, so it's, I Google this. Changed. I know I'm not supposed to be on the New Girl Reddit and I'm usually not. So they said, are there any jokes or pop culture references you didn't get? When Nick fires Javier, I was Javier says something that's Jeffrey Tambor. So somebody, yeah, somebody says he was held to work with, which is true. But like most things on Reddit, I think in not the point, not the answer. No, because that article that they're referencing hadn't come out yet. It was right. like in 2018 yeah. that stuff started coming out about him. Yeah. I so that's where I was like, ooh, is that like a really too. industry, like yeah. inside, like somebody who works on New Girl used to work on like Arrested Development and is put and like, no, it's not. No, I mean maybe it is, but like it's definitely not. We can give them the benefit of the doubt, but no, I think it's I think it's a bad joke. Um, but okay, so Nick eventually wins Javier back, and uh, they kind of come to an agreement that Nick is going to really run the bar, and maybe one day he'll buy Schmidt out of their somewhere between ten and one hundred percent of the bar. But uh, let's talk about the other plot line here. Uh, Winston starts out by saying he's unsure things where things are at with Casey, if you remember, who is the girl he met in the episode where they had the conversation about him being a police officer and she's going to like a Black Lives Matter rally. And um, we haven't really heard or seen anything from Casey in several episodes. 
producer Kelly says, why is this happening again with Winston and barely dating someone who is never on the screen? This is Shelby slash Daisy slash Birdie all over again. I hope Keith's prediction is true and Winnie finds true love this season. Yeah, I don't know why they never show his girlfriends. Doesn't make any sense to me. Like his his main plot line is like untangling a knot from uh, his cat's fur and then Henry Winkler being like, this isn't really about the cat. This is about the girl that we've never seen you with. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, it, they're struggling to give him something to do in this, in this episode. Not the first time we've said it. Yeah. Um, but basically, Jess is getting set up. The main point, the whole title of the episode is about Jess is getting set up by Sadie, also not pictured, uh, with a man named Fred, played by, as we already discussed, Wild and Out's Taryn Killam. Uh, do you, did you say, do you like Taryn Killam? You're nooch on him? I'm nooch on him, yeah. Okay. Uh, I do have an important question about the home theater. So he invites Jess over to watch a movie in his dope-ass home theater. Mm-hmm. Is, like, camel-colored or, like, mustard, shout-out to Shy colored fabric love seats like the ideal home theater seating setup i don't think so i didn't love that i feel like if you have a room dedicated to home theater you're putting in like black leather are you not uh yes i think that's generally the move it really offended me watching this but i should probably get over it uh but yes as you wanted to talk about 45 minutes ago flipping nancy enter played by julie Haggerty and the fonz I agree with everything you're saying about Henry Winkler. Kelly and Matt both asked about that. Um, Kelly asked, what's your favorite Henry Winkler role? Do you follow him on Twitter? Is he big on Twitter, Keith? First of all, I don't believe I follow any celebrities outside of maybe a couple like sports commentators who are famous. Like Drag Rob Sesternino. I I really I, – I, I use Twitter a little differently. I only follow like human beings that I know or like – or like I guess are like are funny because I don't follow a single brand on Twitter and never have and I don't follow a single athlete or t- even the teams I like I don't follow and I don't follow any celebrities. You so, no, so you don't anybody. feel like you know anyone that would be considered a celebrity. Um I mean I'm mutuals with like with like a couple people I'm a fan of but that's about it. So you don't think Rob's a celebrity? No, I mean, sure. If he is, you know, there's a no, we're sure. No, we're sure. Yes, no, definitely. Rob, <laughs> Sean, Sean Clements, uh, Mike Mitchell, but other than that, it's mostly people I know, or like Adam, like people who break news for sports. Okay, so neither of us follow uh, Henry yeah, Winkler, but, but I'll give him to? a go. I'll follow him. What's he up to? What's he up to? He's got a million followers. Yeah, he's a popular guy. Everyone loves him. He's in Barry right now, a hot show. Being Henry, he's got a he's got an upcoming memoir. Wow, iconic. So I guess I haven't really been paying attention. You can categorize yourself on Twitter, and he's categorized self-selected entertainment and recreation. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's in Parks and Recreation, so that's probably the joke. I don't think that's the joke. <laughs> yeah, entertainment but- and recreation. It's a spinoff. Um, it is crazy to have somebody like, is there any other analog? Maybe Michael J. Fox, but like he played like maybe the most iconic television character of all time. Like certainly somebody who'd be in the conversation for like top five or top 10. Right. Mm-hmm. 
and he's still like actively working and like as recognizable for like modern fam not modern family arrested development and barry like he's had so he's gone on to have several other iconic roles such that yeah. like gen z would be maybe familiar with him and have sure. no idea that he was the fonz no idea i would say no idea who the fonz is that he was a big star uh it's not even in his imdb him. known for which is unbelievable to me yeah i mean that's silly but that could be like who, which pages get visited the most and i'm sure barry yeah. gets visited more than happy days or whatever but um yeah and his like second half of his career he's been like he's not usually the lead you know he's got he's like uh he's a supporting actor now um but he's in so many things the guy like probably has made a ton of money but it still works it's like is there any other analog like is there any don't go to his imdb because i want to ask you if you could get his known for um but like i feel like not happy days not happy days but like Somebody who is that, that iconic in what, the 60s, 70s? What's Happy Days from? 70s? Um, And so relevant today. It's like crazy. I mean, he's not so relevant, but I think he's like B-list relevant. He's an A-list person, but without Happy Days, I think he's probably doing like B-list Yeah, he's not getting invited to like the, you know, um, what's the nonsense uh, charity? Met Gala. Met Gala. Yeah. Stupidest charity in the whole world. Like, really one of the dumbest things on earth. Mm. Well, all those people raising money for a costume show at a museum. Mm, art's important, but uh, okay, I get it. It's a stupid event, I think, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. They should give the money um, to me. Well, now that's a charity I can get behind. <laughs> all right, so what do you think uh, Henry Winkler's known The water for boy. Number one. Barry. Shockingly low rating for The Waterboy on IMDb. No, it was considered a terrible movie when it came out. I'm, I'm what do you think it's the rating? Probably like 5.4. Oh, okay, 6.1. That's high, actually. It was like, probably had a zero on Rotten Tomatoes for critics. Listen, it All is right. it is held up well, and it has a lot of, you know, uh, uh, lines that people still quote. Uh, I'm going to say Parks and Rec and Barry. Neither. Jeez. And you're saying no happy days. Right. Can't get happy days I've mentioned one of the other projects on this podcast already today. What is it? I don't know. Arrested Development. Ah, Arrested Development. I, you know, I'm not a huge Arrested I mean, I liked it, but I'm not a huge Arrested Development guy. Yeah. Uh, the I, other... I don't know. Scream. He was in 32 episodes. The other two, I don't... I'm not familiar with one of them and the other you'd never get. Uh, one not of them is another Adam Sandler movie, but a more, like, mid-modern. <laughs> Which one? Click. Oh, okay. I don't remember him from Click. I've only seen it once. And then the other one is Night Shift. Uh, what is Night Shift? Highest reviewed movie that he's in in the known for. Ah, it's okay. It's a nineteen eighty six point five. I wouldn't have seen it. I wouldn't have seen it. Ron yeah. Howard. His old his old buddy. And I, you know, I I read Ron Howard's um biography. And obviously, there's a lot of good stuff about Henry Winkler in there, but I don't remember it. I mean, maybe Ron Howard is a good example of he's still relevant, but for different reasons because he's not acting. Yeah, he is. Ironically, yes, he is another good example, even though they're pretty similar. (laughs) Ron Howard just became a director, so he's more successful, but perhaps less like beloved. I saw Ron Howard in an audience for an off-Broadway show, but now I can't remember which show. Might have been Be More Chill. Their book is considered really good, and I did like it, but it's like half him and half his brother. And his brother, like, 
barely worked. Like they make him seem like he was some big whatever, but he like, you know, had has very little, you know, uh, CV, especially compared to his to to Ron, Clint Howard, whatever. Uh, but it's still it's still a really good book. I would recommend it. Um. All right. Uh, but do you have any familiarity with Julie Har- Haggerty, who plays uh, Nancy? No, I don't. I don't either. Like, she's certainly familiar to me. Like, if you showed me five people and were like, one of these people is recognizable or an actress or famous, I would pick her. Like, I recognize her, but I don't know any of her work. And I even went to her IMDb, and I really don't know any of her work. Yeah. So, like, her known for is, like, Airplane 1 and 2, uh, Freddy Got Fingered, <laughs> Timeless Classic, is it mm-hmm. Tom Green, I believe, is in that. And then a marriage story, which I saw, but you know, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I thought they were good in this. Oh, there's a few fun facts from IMDb about her. In fact, this episode is titled What About Fred and features actress Julie Haggerty, who also played the role of Faye Marvin in the nineteen ninety one comedy What About Bob? Famous. That's a famous movie. And Julie Haggerty played Damon Wayne Jr.'s mother in law in the series he ended up starring in instead of New Girl Happy Ending. So that's kind of fun. That is cool. Uh, but that's really it. I liked Flippin' Nancy. Like, I didn't love the whole storyline. No. I think it was, like, a stupid point. Say, but I th- This guy's so boring. Isn't that funny? But no, it's not. But I liked Flippin' Nancy. Like, I could see wanting them around. Like, Producer Kelly said, have you had friends or relationships where their parents made you want to be closer to them slash stick around longer? I hated um, older people when I was a kid. Hated. <laughs> So now do you hate yourself? Oh. Yeah, but I always did. I think <laughs> I was like never interested. I was very against authority and I was n- always anti, even though I kind of like most of my friends' parents actually, but I was not interested in being friends with older people. Even when we moved here, I, I, I Mara said I would make obnoxious comments to people who were like, when we were 28 and then there was like a whole crew of people in their like mid to later 30s. And I would basically call them old and say I would never be friends with them. And now it's like, oh, whoops, like all our kids are the same age. And that's the only people who's our age in the neighborhood and whatever. Um, but Wow, piping hot tea from Akiva. Listen, listen I, you know, I, I said a lot of stupid things in my 20s that, you know, still come back to bite me. And you continue to say a number of stupid things, but probably less, th- less stupid things. Fewer. My 40s are going to be about not saying stupid things, hopefully. All right, then there's the end of your podcasting career. Yeah. Um, Winston proposes that Jess really get to know Fred and not just go straight to getting rid of him. And he suggests a date idea. Uh, Aaron's in a smoothie. Matt Stewart wants to know what you think is a good date idea, or I want to know what do you think of Aaron's in a smoothie as a date? That sounds like a great date, honestly. I don't like people doing errands. Uh, myself or anybody, but God bless, uh, you know, God bless people who want to do errands. Um, errands in a smoothie, cute date later in a relationship. I really don't like when somebody tries to sort of advance the relationship ball by doing like mundane activities. Like uh, in Indian matchmaking this season, they're like, we went to Costco and like, isn't it so amazing to do normal stuff? It's sort of what Jess and Winston are looking at CeCe and Schmidt and being like, oh, I wish we could skip the dating part and skip the uncertainty and go right to the comfort of a relationship. You don't need to be doing errands in a smoothie on date two. I hear what you're saying. There's a whole lifetime of errands and no smoothie in the future. 
No, I think it's a fair point. Maybe it's too early. Um, but then Jess has no subtlety and tries to just blurt out uh, hanging with Flip and Nancy without Fred. And turns out they hate Fred too. And they propose a deal that if she dates Fred, then that she can hang out with them. Uh, meanwhile, Winston is distracting Fred by having Allie pull them over and have him go through a ridiculous alcohol test. Did you like the breakdancing montage? No, I hated this whole, this whole <laughs> part of it. It was terrible. I think Taryn Gillen's riff on trains, like when Jess, Flip and Nancy think that Jess is going to go with the plan and they're like, Fred, uh, Jess loves model trains. I have to believe that a lot of this is improvised, or even if it's not, it feels improvised. He goes on a run about different ways you could play with trains for like what feels like 45 uninterrupted minutes, probably more like 45 seconds, still a long time. And this is where I'm like, he's so, he's very talented. Like this was talented, but mm-hmm. so cringe. And I don't like to be cringed out. I agree. No, I totally agree. I, I didn't like any of this stuff. I do want to highlight when he's talking about a horse that ran away or died or something. And he says, his name is Daniel Boulevard. I got to pick the last name. Go back audience. I don't know if Akiva will do this and watch. It's like 19 minutes into the episode on Hulu. The whole table breaks. Winston is like quivering. Henry Winkler's like lips are puckering. And Nancy just straight up laughs, but makes it like she's crying when Jess is like, gotta go. I've mm-hmm. never noticed anything like this before. Like they must have, he must be cracking them up. I don't think it really works as like a laugh out loud moment for the audience. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, but yeah, they all end up back at the bar. We already talked about this um, and we're going to be teed up next week. Kiwi, I want to know from you before we get to who won the episode on the guide this week yeah. is like, I'm not even going to ask you if you think we see Flip and Nancy. I think that seems to be very clearly like tied up unless you mm-hmm. think we're going to see it. I mean, now no, I'm telling you, it's like tied up, yeah. feels very one-off, but what gets sort of unanswered is the Casey situation, right? Like Winston references Casey. We don't see her. They've been on four or five dates. Where are we going with that? Are we just leaving this alone or is we going to see Casey again? I think we'll see her again considering she was referenced in this episode. Okay. Next week. No, soon. Okay. Uh, who won the episode, Keeve? I think maybe Cece for leading the revolt against Nick. I mean, Nick ultimately goes from like 2% of a bar to running and owning this bar, so I'm going <laughs> to give it to Nick. I mean, it does end up in the last scene looking at the books and being like, oh shit, <laughs> this is bad. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't really feel like a winning episode. It's definitely not Jess. It's definitely not Winston. I don't. I think Cece's in the conversation. It's certainly not Schmidt because his business tactics fails and he has to end up like stepping down from ownership. So it's between Cece by default or Nick. I guess I'll give it to Nick here because yes, he's like making the next step in his career and made a peaceful transition of power that and now his colleagues respect him. So I guess Nick. Uh, yeah, Matt Stewart think- says MVP is. Nick for taking charge of the bar in his way and finding success in it. Producer Kelly says, I know in outcome it should be Cece since she led a successful strike, but that part of the episode was boring and Winston was too perfect and hilarious. So I'm picking him honorable mention to Allie and Fred because the traffic stop scene and tag at the end was the funniest part of the episode. Yeah. I didn't like it. I I didn't like any of the traffic stop stuff. 
I do think in a binge, again, it goes, we always talk about this. When you're watching something with an eye of doing podcasting, I mean, Kelly is doing that because she's like some main questions. But like, right. I think stepping back, this episode works better as a blip on the radar in a 10 episode binge of like, oh, there was like some funny beats, a reprieve from like the narrative they've been telling, the storyline. We're not focused on Cece and Schmidt's relationship or the wedding. And it like works in that sense. I think dedicating an hour of a podcast to it kind of like brings yeah. out some no, of the things right. that don't work. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk about the banana minute really quickly. I'm going to put it in post key, but I don't know if you remember, I woke up at like three in the morning to a banana minute, listened to it, and then forgot about it because I was like, why am I listening to someone's kid in the middle of the night? And then mm -hmm. forgot we, you ever sent it to me. It's quite long, but I did listen to it again today, and it's really funny. I don't know if you remember, but you asked um, Yosef what he would do with a million dollars, and he mentions Mr. Beast. And can you explain the absolute chokehold that Mr. Beast has on mm -hmm. the youth of, a, of the world? Mm -hmm. The world, yeah. Uh, Mr. They love Mr. Beast. They watch his videos. They're very outlandish. So the kids, you know, he built Willy Wonka's factory and he, you know, a million dollars can only be the circle. So it's like very kid friendly and that's why they're so popular. They're very broad and generic and the kids like it. It's just like I watch some of the things and I don't have a problem with it, but like some of it is like. Like a guy couldn't leave this like one house for like yep. thirty days or three months or what was it? And like yeah, they I bring his it, family yeah. in to visit it. What it's like? Yes, it is a little bit like dance monkeys. Like I have money. Like dance. Hundred percent. The whole thing. I mean, I've seen like like episodes with my son where in the middle they'll be like, "All right, ten thousand dollars, like heads or tails," and it's like two seconds. It's edited very weirdly. So yeah, it's just like a lot of like assaulting your senses. Uh, it, a lot of it is like, "Oh, this is a cool idea, but done poorly." And some of them are just stupid ideas. Where did he make this money? Uh, just from being popular. I mean, now at this point, commercials are probably millions of dollars. Okay, so he, I'm on the Wikipedia. So he became famous on YouTube as, at like 13. But he wasn't doing that. Like, the giving away the money is obviously more yeah, of a recent like thing years, because yeah. now he has money to give away. But so he, he came like up doing other young. stuff. He looks old, but he's 25. Oh, it looks like in 2019, it was his first, like, Battle Royale competition with a prize for $200,000. That seems to be the first, like... Oh, no. By 2018, Donaldson had given out a million dollars through his outlandish stunts, which earned him the title of YouTube's biggest philanthropist. But this was, oh my God! In January 2017, he published an almost day-long video of himself counting to 100,000. Yeah. Took him 40 hours. Wow. I bet Go off, King. Numbers in there. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how you do it, but all right, that's crazy. It, I always thought he had to have been rich, like takes money to make money kind of thing. But I guess, okay, he made money and now he gives it away and that continues to make him money. Correct. All right. I, I'm not, I don't mean to wade into the Mr. Beast water. So I know there's controversy there. I'm not, I know nothing really about this. Mm -hmm. um, but we'll insert uh, Yosef's clip here. Safe. If you had a million dollars, Buy candy. I mean, you know how much candy you can get for a million dollars? Uh, like how much Mr. Beast bought in one video? How, Miss, he bought a million dollars worth of candy, Mr. Beast, in one video? No, he bought uh, 
uh, less than a million dollars. And then, Keev, one interesting thing that everyone just heard because I put it in is uh, Yosef says he's going to buy a jail with the money. Yep. Do you remember this? Yes. Now, he is naturally funny. He could be the next Colin Jost because he says he's going to get a jail to put you, you in You said he's it. not. You said you're funnier than Colin Jost. So. Yeah, but I'm funnier than Yosef too right now. But mm-hmm. he, he is on pace to out-funny me for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he says he's going to get a jail and he's going to put you in it. <laughs> I think he was making a joke. Well, yeah, you were like, be nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you, you end up telling him, I guess, whatever, it doesn't matter. There, You did send me two clips, by the way, that I can't download on April 4th. I don't know if you unsent it. That was unintentional. It. Maybe it just, like, goes away after a while or something. No, because you're. I could listen to the one from April 3rd. You sent me two, so that maybe there's an unknown banana minute. Check that out on your end, but I'll play this, this mm-hmm. one. All right, uh, do you want to do a Garner minute, or do you want to get out of here? No, well, next week we'll do a Garner minute. Okay, uh, so next week, Kiwi, uh, I'll do plugs while you think about the next week's episode. Um, season five, episode three, Jury Duty. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're listening to this still, and you recognize that we've done two episodes more or less on time back to back, and you want to, you know, applaud us for doing the bare minimum, you can leave us a review on iTunes mm-hmm. or apparently Spotify. But I still don't know how to find iTunes. I'm a hundred years old. Apple Music, Apple Podcast. I don't know how to look at reviews on Spotify, but um, you can leave questions about the episode at Lash Tweets and the pinned tweet. You can follow Keeve at Keeve26. You could check out Renap. I'm sure it was fine. We check out 32 fans. Okay, you can't check. Check out old episodes of Renap. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling bored, <laughs> you can listen to the challenge wrap up. We're closing it on the finale this week. Uh, so last week was the penultimate episode, so by Rourke's definition, maybe the best one. Uh, this week we'll be talking about the finale, robinswoodsite.com slash challenge feed, and then Brian, myself, Haley Strong, TikTok Nicole, TikTok Nicole possibly mm. Brian's wife, Emily, will be Cast talking about Vanderpump, y- yeah, Vanderpump Rules, robinswoodsite.com slash bravo feed, 32 fans, 32 fans like patrons. If I like, would you say, like, if I was like, hey, I need a new show to binge? Would you say go back to the beginning of Vanderpump Rules and watch it? Or no, would that no. be insane? No, I, I like think it you if can... I watch this. No. Okay. 
I mean, I don't know any other show that's even similar that you've watched. Like, did you ever watch like The Hills or The OC, uh, the um, Laguna Beach? Did you Maybe watch an any sort of like any sort of like drama based, interpersonal based reality show no, where they're like working really. in a place? So yeah, there's no evidence to me. I'm gonna watch Jersey like Shore, it. I guess. Different. Like that's. I feel like Jersey Shore is more analogous to the real world, and Vanderpump Rules isn't really. Yeah, and of course I watched all the real worlds. Yeah, I mean, what else are you doing if you want? But I, I wouldn't say like, oh, you've got to see it. No, I don't think I'm going to, but if you were like, oh, you would love it, then maybe I would. No. I don't even think it's the best version of what it is, but it, it used to be. Like, the early seasons were great. The middle seasons were like a slog and like then mm. this happened and this is like saved the show there was like rumors it was going to be canceled nothing was really going on then like all these couples got divorced all of them you know whatever and then this massive like cheating thing happened crazy but it's like sad it's like honestly like the woman who got cheated on is like thriving and doing amazing which like helps i think but like it's really gross. It almost feels like an old school like Jerry Springer episode when you really like take away the like Hollywood of it. It's like I slept with my best friend's husband or you know serious boyfriend, wow. and I feel like I'm waiting for them to be like ding ding and then start fighting like Jerry mm-hmm. Jerry Jerry. That's it's like awesome. kind of gross. Mm-hmm. All right, Kitty, what do you think? I... Jerry Duty is that? Uh, well, did you watch Jerry Duty? Remind me. I watched the first episode. And you, it wasn't for you. Um, I'll, I'll like get to it at some point. Um, I obviously wanted someone in the gang gets jury duty, or maybe all of them. Uh, I will guess that Jess gets jury duty. That would be iconic if all of them got called to jury duty at the same time. What would be less realistic? A sitcom where five people get jury duty at one time to the same court, or what happened on jury duty? The guy believes that a documentary is being five filmed. People. I think five people. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Kiwi will be back maybe next week. Let's keep it going. We're on a Let's four try. and fire here. Let's try. You know what they say if you do th- something three in a row in, in Israel? It's a habit. If you run into someone twice, and then there's a saying, the next time we have to have ice cream, like Palm Shlishit Guida. Should we have ice cream next week on the pod? Yeah. And we'll see. We'll, we'll, uh, it'll, it'll see. It's right now it's on the bubble for if it makes the uh, food sound <laughs> tournament. So we'll see if we can make it next week. We'll All right, cream. next week in Jerusalem style. Yes. Bye. Bye. See you. I want to see you. My